my greatest fear is that we're going to disconnect. And really my greatest fear from historical experiences is that you're going to be super attracted to somebody and be more interested in exploring that than staying connected and being in our process around it together. Mm-hmm. So what was so awesome that I think that we did really well is I named my discomfort and I was like, I don't think that I can participate. It just, I feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome back, Welcome everybody. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about unmanaged thirds. It sounds kind of geeky, like the terminology, but it's really juicy. Yeah. So why don't we define what we mean by unmanaged thirds? Right. So thirds can come in any number of forms, but we should start with the couple bubble, which is the sort of imaginary or energetic boundary that protects, yeah, surrounds the the two people and the couple. So the primary relationship. Right. Yeah. And as a couple moves through life, um, things come up, opportunities, challenges, you name it. Different situations, different people. Right. Yeah. And so the question is, how is the couple going to manage the third? How are they? So the the outside, the external is the third, whatever the thing is. Right. And it doesn't have to be a person. Yeah. Okay. So. So we're going to go into some examples. Yeah. Because this, I feel like unmanaged thirds could truly be the catalyst that changes the relationship to a not so amazing kind of situation. <laughs> right. And managing the third together is a great way to get your reps in to develop security in your relationship as well. Yes. So you and I have gratefully been in a lot of different situations where we get to work on managing the third because it really does bring more trust, more communication, more teamwork into our couple bubble so that we're not affected by unconscious processes from other people or our own unconscious processes as much, if that makes sense. Right. So we don't rupture as much as we may if we're dealing with unconsciously managing third parties. Right. Yeah. And also somebody else's unconscious process like doesn't penetrate our couple bubble as much as it would if we're not actually being a team about it. Exactly. Which we'll give, we'll give examples about that. Yeah, for sure. So for example, we could be talking about what might be a third unmanaged party. Could be a person. Could be a person, could be a parent, could be a child, could be a client, could be a person managing you at work or someone you're managing. It could be a situation. Could be a situation. Like something that really is captured your mind in a way that is hard to stop thinking about. Right. 
It could be a project right, or a business goal that maybe you're fascinated with and obsessed with and you're attempting to, you know, like I, basically all of your attention is on that business goal or that project. Right. It could just be distraction like social media. Yeah. In your phone. Totally. Devices. Can't stay off of them. It could be anything that you're addicted to. Right. Anything. Whether it's substances or... Pornography. Pornography is a big one. Cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) It could be hobbies. Could be. Things that you're super passionate about, but that actually interfere with the connection with your partner. Right. Any place where you haven't really done the work of getting aligned with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Obviously... Emotional or physical affairs would be a very big third unmanaged right. party. Yeah. Okay. So should we share some examples of what we've dealt with and how right. we've dealt with it? Let's do it. Well, let's start with an example that probably almost everyone can relate to, which is getting lost in our phone. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> so this is a good one because... We've had the opportunity to work with this a lot. And specifically in your role as co-CEO of these companies, I would say that you're getting a lot of communication, not 24-7, but like 8 a.m., maybe even like 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Or do you even get more than that? 12 p.m. is noon, but... (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. you're getting you're getting constant communication. Yeah, the team I, is communicating. I look at your phone and it's like it's like exploding most of the times. Yeah. And not that it's all towards you because but you're you're involved in some different threads. So, for me as the person who I have a different relationship where I have a lifestyle where there, I'm not getting as much, I'm not getting bombarded with, with as much communication or even responsibility about managing some of that communication. And so at nighttime, often I'm the one who's getting frustrated mm-hmm. when the phone's out and, you know, there's just the automatic habit of like, oh, what's that? Or mm-hmm. is there a fire that needs to be put out? Or, oh, I didn't get back to so-and-so or. Right. Absolutely. And I'm very much guilty as charged as I would, it's how I would say it. I mean, I, most nights I need to consciously choose that at a certain time I'm going to put my phone down and leave it down. And there's no, in general, there's no emergency for me to be dealing with. Right. And yet throughout the day, as you said, from, you know, the time we wake up until I put the phone down at night, there's plenty of communication happening. Yeah. And understandably, like if there was an emergency, we'd want to know about it. There's not very, at this point, and we have things set up. So emergencies are taken care of by most other people, which is awesome. Right. But so in this case, the, the smartphone is the unmanaged third. Right. And historically, how we've dealt with it is that I would complain yeah. and get a little crabby or pulled back. Distance yourself or... Or like snap in some sort of weird way, like complain. Yeah. And you would probably... What would you do in those circumstances? <laughs> get defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, go into you know, what's your problem and why are you getting judgmental about how you're reacting? Right. 
Yeah. Or pull back or get quiet. Or I mean, mostly the ones you said, but I've also seen like you just kind of like disconnect from me in some form. Yeah. So we realize that the iPhone is a third. And so right. we we've now we're we're getting better, but we're working on, like you said, there's a certain time of day that we're trying to figure out when is the time that you can actually put your phone down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll take the phone and I'll say, okay, the phone is going away now <laughs> and I'm going to hide it. We play hide and seek. I'm going to hide it oh, in the house funny. and I'm going to set a timer. And once the timer goes off, then it can come out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the reality is that as we've talked through these issues around screens is, you know, I've come to understand that it's really not good for me to be going to the screen all the time. And it reinforces a fight or flight kind of feeling in my body that I know why that's there. And, you know, there are traumatic roots in that for me of constantly being on guard or monitoring the safety and security of the environment or, you know, Mm -hmm. the company or, and being a hero and rescuing, um, you know, saving the day when there's some problem that isn't, in general, isn't my direct responsibility anymore to to resolve, and certainly not on a firefighter type schedule. So I think that's part of what's been really good for us around managing screens is making a decision together about what's good for us and what how do we want to do this together. Right, and it's both of our participation in that conversation. It's not me being like, yeah. Now we need to put your phone away. It's yeah, like, that wouldn't have worked yeah, for us. It's like, yeah. what do we both want here? And let's create it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this other situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were our general contractor and we had a lot of people working here. You oh, were getting- so that, yeah, just to refer to that, if you haven't heard previous episodes, we went through a whole unexpected house remodel. And so I was basically the the lead of getting, making sure that that project got done. Yeah. yeah. Orchestrating a lot of different people yeah. and trying to make people feel welcomed here and, and good about being here and wanting uh, to do the work, wanting and to do the work, creating a relationship with them so that they would prioritize yeah. us. Yeah. 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 And I had no reason to be concerned about any of the relationships happening between pretty much all guys. I mean, not all guys. There were 90% guys who were working here and you. And then there was this one thread that kept coming up on your phone. And I saw it one day. I didn't go on your phone to look at it, but it was there. And and I was like, what is this? Right. Because there was some communication that without context, number one, could be totally misunderstood. And number two was like a little bit of like, is this crossing a boundary? Yeah. And it, it wasn't from, it wasn't me to this person. It was this person to, to me. Yeah. To me, it looked like flirting from this person to you. So when I brought it up to you, initially there was some defensiveness and kind of, well, you don't understand the context and wanting to really talk about how important it was to make sure that this person kept on the job and finished in a timely way. Yeah. And I wasn't responding to those texts back with flirtatious communication, but I also wasn't 
addressing it head on. And you weren't sharing with me. So, well, that's not totally fair because I had been sharing a lot with you because we, it was clear to us that we're just like previously, like there is maybe something like we just need to make sure that there's super clear communication. Right. With this person. And so, so then when you saw, saw it and you hadn't been included, like I wasn't like, here, look at this text. Right. And so I felt when I did see that, that there was something that you were managing on your own that I wasn't aware of. Being included in. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up calling this an unmanaged third because we weren't handling it together fully. Exactly. Until we were. It became a pretty big process between us, not just because of this circumstance, but because of other circumstances that we have encountered where we're like, okay, hold on. This feels like it could become an unmanaged third. Like just cues of like how, right. what's coming at us? What's the intent behind it? What is the underlying communication? Is there something here that's an expectation for somebody else that we don't know? Is there an agenda? Yeah, And so not just this little circumstance, but it's helped us to really look at specifically when other people are coming into our realm, into our field with not a clean energetic boundary or communication that doesn't feel totally clean. Right. So how would you say that we have handled that as a team, as a unmanaged third? Well, why don't we share one more example before we go into what, how we have come to work with these. Okay. Thirds, because I think that the the way that we work with them is applicable across whether it's a person or a work project or phone screens or whatever the the case may be. Yeah. Okay. So this one goes back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been exploring writing a book, and is not the first time that I've been in that inquiry, but it feels a lot more real right now. And we were on a walk this morning talking about unmanaged thirds. <laughs> we we're walking Biggie and we're like, and we're talking about preparing for this podcast. I'm like, I don't think the book yet is become an unmanaged third. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, right before we're about to record this podcast, like we had this big <laughs> rupture of like, oh shit, like this is, yeah. this has actually become something that you're very inspired about. And when you put your heart and mind to a project and your heart and soul to a project, you are in there with yourself. You're like, how's this going to happen? Mm -hmm. You're in some form obsessing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an obsessive person. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, most of the conversations we had today were about the book. And so, well, I think it was more than most. I think it was almost all, all of the yeah, conversations. Almost all the conversations. Yeah. It's like so. anytime we encounter each other, it's like, okay, so then there's this thing. And so let's explore this. And I love <laughs> you so much. And I'm so happy that you're so excited about this project. And that actually helps you succeed in the things that you do when you get so inspired and excited. So I love it so much. And the impact is that I feel like there's not a lot of, of your eyes and heart on me over here. Right. And there's an impact on you. There's an impact. And so we just realized before this podcast that this is now a uh, unmanaged third. Yeah, it's a third party for us to relate to and manage. And so once you get clarity that you've got a third going 
going on and then you can talk about it and now it's time to tackle it and decide how you're going to how you're going to relate to it how you're going to hold it together yeah it's definitely a team collaboration yeah even if the project is like a very deep internal almost like a solo project you know like writing music or writing a book or something like that that the actual thing can be held by both people. Exactly. And we talked in our last podcast about alignment and, you know, we can get aligned. We can understand why is it important for us to do this? Why is it important for this third to be in our life at all? Yeah. Actually, we had the conversation of, can we align specifically about this new project that's coming up? And we had to have conversations about it because it will take time, energy, all the things. And we got to a yes about it. But right before we get to sharing what we do when we discover there's an unmanaged third, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Before we go into the how of what we do when we see there's an unmanaged third, I just want to share that to those of you who are listening to this, this this is a great growth edge for Will and I. Every time that we're, not every time, but recently, whenever we're about to do an episode, it's almost like something comes up for us to deal with the thing that we're about to talk talk about right before the episode. So we get... You know, it's uncanny how that happens. It's uncanny. We're getting worked and we're just sharing with you what we're learning. And we have so far to go. Yeah. And, and we, and we want to know too your expertise. So when you get into these areas, we're obviously geeks about it. Please reach out to us and let us know yeah. what you do. We want to hear it. All right. So let's talk about what we do. Okay. So we've already covered step one, which is identifying the third. Yes. Okay. We've got a third. It's having impact. Yes. Let's deal with it together. I, this might be more of a masculine frame, but I, I like, to me, this stage sort of finishes with deciding how we're going to dominate the third or how we're going to establish and maintain sovereignty as we relate to the third together. Right. It kind of makes me think about one one other little area that we've gotten into snags with is when we put somebody on a pedestal. And I'm saying this because it feels really, it feels like a good example of how to share about this thing that you're saying, which is like, if we're starting to subordinate in some form to what we think the celebrity in this case needs or wants from us, right? then it's, it's intruding on our own sovereignty inside of our couple bubble because we're doing something that's not truly aligned and authentic with us. Right. And it's really painful when 
one of us perceives the other person bending out of who we know them to be in order to please please the third party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about coming back into sovereignty here between you and I, rather than something else influencing us in a way that doesn't feel good. Right. It's like putting the pieces of our life in the right places. Yeah. We're in charge and everything that we encounter is something that we're going to relate to together yeah. from the top down. Okay. And then part two, we come up with a plan. So this, this next step is really understanding the impact of this third on each individual in the couple bubble and the we, like the right that include and transcend the two people. So for those of you who are just listening right now, we really hold the we as an entity that includes both of us, but also transcends us. So when you're writing the book, like you're going to be loving it. You're, you, you could be like, well, what's wrong with me having a passion project? Like what's wrong with me getting excited about this thing? But if we're not really checking the impact over here, then it's really hard for you to understand why there's even an issue in the first place. <laughs> well, or if I'm like that text from that person, no big freaking deal. Like, like you're being overly sensitive, right? This isn't an unmanaged third. This is just a, you know, bullshit little something that doesn't mean anything. Right. And if I'm acting that way, because we talked about intent versus impact in one of our recent episodes, right? then who's the authority of the impact is you. And if you're saying that there's an issue, then there's, there's an issue. And in this case, there's an unmanaged third. So it's really important in this step to really get each other's worlds about what the impact is so that we can move forward as a team. Yeah, that's an important part of this beginning of getting a rope around the steer is understanding the impact. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's kind of a masculine language, but that's great. Okay. And so I think what? the next step is to make a plan together of how we're going to manage this third party. So for instance... In our mini rupture a couple hours ago about the book, we were talking about how do we reestablish and maintain fairness and equity and inclusion and care for each other around what else needs to be talked about and wants to be known. Yeah. And it's not just about the book, like you're saying, it's, there's so yeah. many things in our lives and how, like you're saying, how do we make room for those? Yeah. And also honor what you need because you're you're sharing a lot there's a need there you know and I want to meet sure. that need I mean there could be a a creative process that anybody takes on that has a lot of passion and desire behind it a lot of energy and it needs to be it wants to be supported by both people but there is another person there who also has needs that need to be honored also right they have a whole world going yeah. on inside of them their own passions their own projects yeah yeah Okay, so we make a plan. In this circumstance, the plan is that we want to give really deep, dedicated time, called out explicit time to this project. Right. So that it has some space, it has depth. It's not just us talking about it on a surface level here and there. And that's the first step is that we're going to work on that. And then we're also going to be just being conscious of prioritizing other things in the space as well. Right. And we're going to share when... It doesn't seem like those commitments are being kept. Yeah. So basically, if that isn't working for us and we need something else, then we're going to revisit the conversation. 
Right. And keep tweaking it until it feels right. Exactly. And everybody's, it's a win-win-win situation. Book wins. Will wins. Krista wins. Biggie Smalls wins. We's, we wins. We wins. <laughs> Let's talk about... One more example. One more example. And this is a little different because it's the fear of an unmanaged third. Yes, which feels really important to me because I tend to go into a space where if we're going to some sort of social setting in particular, I can start to think about, well, what might the unmanaged third be there? And this example I actually had didn't even think about, but it wasn't itself an unmanaged third, but it became something that needed attention. So the example is that you and I are out at a party, super sweet, super pretty calm, fun. And then all of a sudden the party kind of like switched and there's a lot happening at the party and people start taking their clothes off and, <laughs> and we're like, okay, wait, what's going hey, on? What's going to happen next? <laughs> Is this an orgy situation or what? We didn't know what was really going on. And yeah. which was great. We so loved that this party was happening and we were having fun and loved that the people were having fun for us. The process was me going into, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like what happens if there's somebody in a space that one of us is attracted to and there mm -hmm. people are taking their clothes off. Mm -hmm. How are we going to be with that with each other? And my greatest fear is that we're going to disconnect. And really my greatest fear from historical experiences is that you're going to be super attracted to somebody and be more interested in exploring that than staying connected and being in our process around it together. Mm -hmm. So what was so awesome that I think that we did really well is I named my discomfort and I was like, I don't think that I can participate. It just, I feel uncomfortable because of everything I just said. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. And for my part, I saw the fear in your face and the tension in your body and it was strong and I could tell that you needed care and support and I wanted you to know that I was there to be with your experience yeah. and not override anything and go, you know, I wasn't in any way, shape or form like excited about going to, you know, be a part of a scene that wasn't something that you were feeling great about. Yeah. And that was super healing for me is that you were prioritizing the connection. Yeah. And what I would like, I would like to get to the place where with you, we just haven't been in these places together where whatever is happening around us, whether it's clothes off or it's, you know, <laughs> uh, a shiny object or whatever it is that we get their reps in and the experiences in of learning how to stay connected inside of whatever the circumstances are. And we just had, we have not explored that particular situation yet. Yeah. I didn't know how we would be there together. And just so you know, I want to get to the place of expanding my comfort zone of us and staying connected so we can be in any kind of circumstance. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm confident that by always prioritizing the connection, you know, we can just gradually grow into that confidence to be in different kinds of settings and not be very afraid that we're going to have a rupture. Yeah. You know, and, but I think there's also the, the piece about 
insecure functioning that has to do with expecting the repair and being confident that if a rupture happens, which can always happen, there can always be a rupture, right? That we know deep down in our bones that there's going to be repair and we're going to get back to connection no matter what. Inside of secure functioning. Yeah. Yeah. Historically, it's it's not that I haven't been in those circumstances, like at parties or different events in my life. It's not that I haven't been in those types of circumstances. But at the time, I would say I was really overriding a really deep need in myself mm. and having some sort of semi-conscious conversation of like, oh, I just need to buck up. Like, it's fine. Nobody's going to get hurt. Like, I'm just telling myself these stories to override what was actually happening for me. Mm-hmm. But as I'm becoming more and more aware of my own internal process and I have this more secure functioning with you, we keep earning that. Right. I feel like I can actually reveal what's underneath all of the layers to myself and to you, which is so healing. That's beautiful. And I think from a place of always investing in the security first, then we can get more adventurous in our lives. And I think our lives have already changed that way. I mean, I look at the things that I've been able to adventure into, um, and it's way more expanded than what I could do before. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Because of the security that we have here. Right. Exactly. Our next conversation is Burning Man. (laughs) (laughs) So we're considering Burning Man and, uh, that'll be a place where I really want to like prior to Burning Man, really find out how we're going to be with each other in the face of such amazing beauty and expression and so many delicious things. And so much challenge around heat and dust and sleep. And right. I want to show you a video of um, a documentary that was made about couples at Burning Man and how difficult it is for couples there. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, let's watch yeah, that. Yeah. So we have an invitation for the people who are listening which is to take a look at your relationship, your primary relationship, whoever that's with, or a business partnership, and to see where you feel like either yourself or the other person is overly distracted and creating some level of disconnection, or where you're already sure that there's an unmanaged third. And you can identify it in the way we're talking about it. And just see if you're willing to take a step towards actually addressing it with your partner. Sounds like a good challenge. (laughs) Okay. Let us know how it goes. Let us know how it goes. See you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together like butter and toast on the art of we.